In today's show, we're looking at week nine for the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to look ahead to week nine. Weird week in that there's no clear, not, well, not as clear of a streaming strategy as there was last week. We were really hitting the Heat players with their great schedule. The volume of games is a little bit changed as well. So we'll talk about that right now. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> We're getting closer to the ideal scenario of seven or eight games every day. Not quite there, but this is a day where conceivably there could be streaming every single day. We've got seven games on Monday. That's We've been getting like eight games on Monday a lot of this time. So we've got seven games on Monday. We've got five on Tuesday. We've only been having three of them on Tuesday or four. So we're pushing like seven Monday and Tuesday. Not that different. We've only got 10 on Wednesday. And 10 is above my usual cutoff, which is nine games for to designate a streaming day. But it's not far off. 10 is much better than 11 or 12. So you, you could stream on Wednesday. You got four on Thursday, better than a two-game Thursday. You got 10 on Friday. It's better than an 11 or 12-game Friday. Again, potential for streaming, maybe. And the weekend, it's seven and seven. We've been getting eight and sevens on the weekend lately. So we've got you know, fewer Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday games, but more Thursday, Friday games. Or more Thursday, Tuesday games. Conceivably, you could stream every day using the cutoff and the rules that I always tend to use, we're streaming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. But that's always going to depend on your individual squad, how your team looks with injuries, how your team looks with roster spots and what players you've got. Because we're right on the borderline here from a full stream week. And that is very different to some of the other weeks we've had 13 games and two games. All right, it's much better to have it this way. Again, just prefer those 10 Wednesday games, just put two of them onto Thursday. Those 10 Friday games, put three of them onto Thursday. And we've got a perfect schedule. We're never going to get there, but that would be good. Let's look at how the, the week shakes out. It is a lower volume week in general. Only 11 teams play four games this week. So a three-game week doesn't kill you. When you've got 18 teams playing four games, one of your players playing three is a big disservice. But only 11 teams play four games. 18 teams play three games. And the Philadelphia 76ers play two games. I feel like the Sixers have already had a two-game week not that long ago. And we're back up with another one, which is annoying. But that is that is where we are with that. In terms of the four-game teams, we've got Miami again. Great little schedule run for Miami. That's seven quality games for Miami over the last uh, two weeks. Four last week, three this week with eight games total. It's unbelievably good. Portland has four. Minnesota has four. 
Cleveland has four. Boston has four. The Thunder have four. The Wizards have four. The Warriors have four. Pacers, Clippers, and Mavericks all have four games. I'm recording this on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So it's before Saturday's games. And I know a lot of you will have seen the carnage of all of the players out. All of the Nets guys out. All of the Mav- or most of the Mavericks guys out. And I know it's frustrating from a fantasy perspective. But I actually think it's good. And I'll tell you why I think it's good. Because back-to-backs literally should not exist. And there is every reason and sports science and player welfare and all that's reason to sit these players after minutes have been bat loading up after 25, 30% of the season's gone and you need to sit them on a back-to-back. And hopefully the fact that these teams, like the Nets and the Mavs, are sitting these stars on these back-to-backs, make the leagues go, we just can't have these back-to-backs. This, honestly, I know that the schedule can easily accommodate not having no back to not having back-to-backs, I think. So while it's frustrating for us and people will be, oh, they're soft back in the day they used to do it, that's cool. But we're smarter than that now. And for every player who was able to play every game and survive, plenty of others didn't. And they got hurt a lot more. And the quality of basketball dip. You see on a back-to-back how much the quality of basketball dips. In the Mavericks, for example, on this back-to-back, like they're going to get smashed tonight, I think. They landed in Chicago at 4 a.m. And they got to play at 7.30. That's pretty crazy. So there's no justification in my mind for a back-to-back. And like sitting all these players, which is the right move, sacrifice a regular season game, begin because there's too many regular season games, to preserve your players. I hope the league does something about it in the future. Because there's, there's no justification for it, really, to have back-to-backs. And that's my little spiel on that. Um, we'll talk about the Sixers and their two-game weeks. I think, obviously, if you're holding on to a... Actually, we'll talk about it now. If you're holding on to a Shake Milton, there's absolutely no need to. With only two games this week, there's no point. I would still hold D'Anthony Melton. We saw what he did yesterday. He went crazy. And yes, you only get two games out of him this week. But I still would hold. And the two games are on Tuesday and on Friday. So maybe you play him once. You probably play him twice with Maxi out though. Same with Harden and Bede Harris. You play them all those games too. And with the majority of teams playing three games... A two-game week doesn't hurt you as much if 20 teams were playing four games. That would kill you more. So don't drop... I guess what I'm trying to say is don't drop De'Anthony Melton because they've got a two-game week. I think I think that's fair enough. What do you guys think? Would you drop him? If you are watching on YouTube, are you, what are you considering with Mel- Melton? Surely you couldn't drop him after what he did yesterday, even though there is only two games coming up this week. Today's episode is brought to you by the folks at Rocket Money. It's hard Sometimes to cancel a subscription. You try to do it. It's like, are you sure? What's your reason? Do they move the yes or no button across? What's going on? I just want to cancel a subscription. But sometimes then you go, oh, f- all right, fine. I guess I need it. And then you end up paying all this money that you don't have to. That's why I love using Rocket Money. It's formerly known as Truebill and it helps cancel those subscriptions for you. If you're wasting those money on subscriptions, that money on subscriptions, 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. It might be an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. It's a great app, like that is Rocket Money, of course, that you can track all those expenses and you no longer waste that money on subscriptions. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. This app shows all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. It can even find the subscriptions you didn't know that you were paying for. Really easy stuff on Rocket Money because, again, it just finds everything that you need, puts them all through. 
Easy. Get rid of it. You don't need to pay that. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, you could save you hundreds per year. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Let's look at um, streaming options. As I said, theoretically, we're streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but you might be able to do Wednesday and Friday. It's only 10 games on those days. So you might get away with it. There are 10 teams that play three quality games this week. No one has the four quality game schedule. There are also 10 teams that play one quality game. And I guess through the magical powers of deduction, you could figure out the 10 teams, 10 teams play two quality games. Very even split. Not often you get 10 separate teams playing just one quality game. Like the Bulls, thankfully there's no four game teams. They couldn't be because there's only two non-qualities this week. The Bulls, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Nuggets, the Hornets, the Pistons, Kings, Raptors, Magic, and Sixers. One quality game this week. So again, it's going to depend on what you do on a Wednesday and on a Friday. But those teams have a worse schedule. You compare the Pistons schedule. They play... Where am I looking? The Pistons play on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. That's a three-game week. It smells a lot. Versus the Suns, who play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Both three-game weeks, one of them considerably better. So if you've got a fringe Pistons player, Marvin Bagley, and you're looking at him, you might not play him Wednesday or Friday, and then you have to wait until Sunday to use him. Whereas adding a fringe Suns player, Tory Craig, you would use him Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, and then be able to clear the roster spot and use someone else on Sunday. So while in a vacuum on a per game basis, Bagley is probably a better player than Crape, is he? I don't actually, maybe he's not. He probably isn't. But the utility of that, if you can't use Bagley on a Wednesday or Friday, there's no point holding onto a bloke for six days just to play him on a, Saturday, a Sunday when you could have had Tory Craig and played him three times and then dropped him and added someone else for the Sunday. That is what we talk about manipulating the schedule. It's not just about pure rank or rest of season value or even weekly value because that is two teams, two players who play three games for the week and one of them might be the 130th best player and one of them might be the 160th best player. But the 160th best player because of schedule is like four times as good for this week. And that is how you create an edge in fantasy because that is going the extra step past just looking at games or value or ranks or player raiders or whatever. That is the extra step finding out when the teams play. And it's not just, there's, there's extra steps. It's like, okay, how many games they play? That's step one of analyzing a schedule. The next is when do they play those games? Like, are they on low volume or high volume days? That's step two of figuring out the value. Then the next thing is, when do those games actually take place during the week? Because again, like if someone had two quality games and they were the Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, and if someone had two quality games and it was the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back, well, there's big differences there. Because that Saturday-Sunday guy, you'd have to hold for five days to use them. Whereas the Monday-Tuesday guy, you'd use him and then you'd get rid of him. And then you, then you could add that Saturday-Sunday guy later in the week. That is, they're the three levels of analyzing the schedule. There's basic, there's intermediate, intermediate, and then there's legendary. Like That is how you create the edge. Planning all that out, maximizing everything you can get for your team. So pay attention to it. It's a very evenly spaced week. No one plays four qualities. 10 with three, 10 with two, 10 with one. Making those moves at the right time is vitally important. Hope that helped. Back-to-backs. Only one team's got the back-to-back coming into the week from Sunday to Monday into the Hawks. So while we've been really discouraged 
with AJ Griffin's last three games, especially his minutes in the last one. The Sunday-Monday combination helps him. Same with Jalen Johnson, who struggled. Now, obviously, Bogdan Bogdanovich is at risk of resting one of these games. Hunter, Murray, Collins could all be out for both of these games. So Aaron Holiday, AJ Griffin, Jalen Johnson, despite mediocre returns, there is going to be value here on this back-to-back to begin the week. Remember that before you rage cut someone. Like, again, in a vacuum, like AJ Griffin was bad. Bogdanovich played 33 minutes, even though he was allegedly on a 23-minute limit. Like, cool. Love line. It's better than everything. But if Bogdanovich doesn't play one of Sunday or Monday, which we'd have to expect, and Hunter and all those guys are out, then holding on to Griffin to get those two games, which doesn't cost you an ad, might have, might have use for you, yeah? There's only one team with a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back. Al Horford's back is scared already. It knows that a spasm's going to come probably Monday night, Tuesday morning. So they've got the Monday-Tuesday back-to-back, the only team. So we could also have Rob Williams back, but there's no way he's playing both of those games. So remember that, that you might have Horford missing one, Williams playing in one or two, or, or sorry, one or zero. So Derek White, Grant Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, shit, maybe Sam Hauser in deeper leagues. There's going to be some value appear there. Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Warriors-Kings. Now that Wednesday is the 10-game day, so maybe you don't stream guys in there, but what's important is that the Warriors play. So Clay Thompson is going to sit. I don't think Steph or Draymond will sit, but Wiggins is probably unlikely to play both of those games considering he's still out. So value for Kaminga, value for Poole. And the Kings have the back-to-back. I'm not really worried about anyone there apart from De'Aaron Fox, who's dealing with the foot problem at the moment. And yes, Davion Mitchell isn't good and doesn't thrive and doesn't put up good numbers, but he still is going to be worth having a starting point guard who can get you six assists with two steals. That's useful enough as a short-term stream if Fox is out. The Tuesday-Thursday pseudo back-to-back, this is what we really want to attack. That's the the five and four game combo, I think it is. Um, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Houston, New Orleans, and Utah have that combination. Then there's Wednesday-Thursday, only two teams, and they're both pretty shitty teams to have that back-to-back. The Miami Heat, so the risk of rest for Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry is pretty high. Plus, they list every single player on the injury report, so there's always a risk of someone sitting one of those. And then there's the Clippers, so you're going to have no John Wall probably in one of those. And you're probably going to have, or definitely going to have no Kawhi Leonard in another one. So the value of Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, Nico Batum, all of those guys get a boost on that Wednesday-Thursday combination. Thursday-Saturday is where a lot happens here. That's the that, There's a big, big pseudo back-to-back option. Miami, the Clippers. Beware of that Miami and Clippers one, though, because they've got that little stretch here, Wednesday through Saturday, Miami and the Clippers, where they play three games in four nights. But understand that, Butler's not going to play three. Lowry's probably not going to play three. Kawhi's definitely not going to play three. And Wall's not going to play three. So some fringy guys are going to put up some numbers here or have some opportunity in this little midweek patch. They play Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Miami and the Clippers. You've got Phoenix who play Thursday, Saturday, the Bucks, the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the Pelicans, and the Jazz. Friday, Saturday, which might be a hard stream considering the 10 games on Friday. Portland, Cleveland, Thunder, and Dallas. And then the weekend, there is no back-to-backs. Saturday, Sunday, nothing. To enter week 10, we've got Hornets, Wolves, Raptors, Magic, and Lakers. They end the week playing Sunday and then starting the new week on, um, on the old Monday. So what's our streaming plan? It's not as clear as last week. We're only starting, this is not including we do the Sunday stuff. We already talked about the Sunday stream options. But we do the Boston Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. 
So we're expecting Horford or Williams to be out. So it's Grant Williams who gets the boost. It's Derek White who gets the boost. It's Malcolm Brogdon that gets the boost. But the boost might be muted. Say Rob plays in one and Horford plays in the other. When in other in other situations, we would have had Rob out both and Horford out one. So there is minutes there that will be eliminated. But there is that's still going to be your best option to start the week is to grab one of those fringe Celtics players. And then... What There's a bunch of teams that we can look at. We probably ignore Wednesday with 10 games on, but we look at Miami, the Clippers, the Suns, the Bucks, the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the Pelicans, the Jazz for Thursday, Saturday. So that might be, yes, pick a player from each team. Caleb Martin, who's, the schedule's really doing him favors. He's looking good and there's going to be rests. Clippers, Johnny Wall, maybe. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, Nico Batum's playing well. Reggie Jackson, maybe. Phoenix, you've got Tory Craig. That's probably really the only option there. Um, the Bucks, Grayson Allen. Yeah, he's got a solid role. He's playing pretty well. There is value in Grayson Allen here. The Grizzlies, maybe it is. Lil John Concha. Okay! Maybe it's Zaire Williams for deeper leagues. The Rockets. It's not that many guys. Maybe Bruno Fernando. Um, Eric Gordon. Oh, Eric Gordon, Tari preseason. Good value there. The Pelicans, it's Trey Murphy. It's Jose Alvarado. The Jazz... Malik Beasley, if he's not rostered, he's a good one. Walker Kessler's a great one. And then you've used those two ads, and then you've got one more ad to stream in for whatever you want on Sunday. And that gives you one more ad, usually, for the week, which you use for um, opportunity ads, you use for injury replacement ads, you use for long-term ads. So this is probably the best way. Like, you can get four games here, five games out of three ads, not bad, and have one left over to do other stuff. I think that's probably going to be the best option. The other best option is that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you've got the right person because if you don't, it costs you everything. Well, not everything, but you know, it costs you a lot. Money, time, productivity, sanity. That's why with LinkedIn Jobs, they can help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just go in there, type up your little ad, get people on board, get it making, looking smick and everything you need in there. And then on your own LinkedIn profile, add the purple hashtag hiring frame. And that lets people know that you are hiring. Simple tools like the screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's look at front and back loading. Um, the Heat and the Clippers have a really a really weird schedule, right? They have they, they are ch- chunked, right? We talked about them having the Wednesday to Saturday three games in four nights, right? We talked about that. They also have a Monday to Thursday, three games in four nights. So they play four games in six nights. There is going to be opportunities because players, there is no chance that Jimmy Butler is giving you four games in six nights. We know Kawhi isn't. He might play two. He might play three. John Wall, he's not giving you four. Paul George might not give you four. It's a terrible load for these teams. So while, again, on the surface, the Heat schedule, having three quality games, four last week is great. That is chunk here is pretty rough and you're going to imagine there are going to be players resting then you've got the flip side of that Detroit Charlotte Chicago the Knicks the Magic the Nuggets and the Raptors they don't play until Wednesday 
So fringe players for those teams, you're losing two stream days on Monday, Tuesday, holding them, waiting for a 10-game Wednesday. And then you might they might not play again until Friday. So with a lot of these guys, you might not have anything from them until that one game on the weekend. Like the Magic, for example, their first quality game for the week comes on Sunday. And there are quite a few teams that have that. So be aware that like fringe players, if they're giving you nothing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or even Thursday, and then Friday as well, it's probably not worth it if they're a fringe player. At the end of the week, Atlanta, the Kings, and the Sixers do not play on the weekend. I wouldn't. That doesn't mean drop to Anthony Melton. But you know, if say Darren Fox is still questionable, you don't, maybe don't want to hold Davion Mitchell. That would mean that Griffin and Johnson could become drops in Atlanta because they just don't play, and you can maximize other stuff. And honestly, they're not giving you huge amounts that you need to feel terrible about dropping them. Let's look at some weekly league stuff. If your league changes lineups every day, this isn't for you. So don't panic about sits and ads and that sort of stuff. Don't panic about it. Guys that you can add for the week. Denny Avdi, I think he's a pretty clear ad right across the board with Bradley Beal out. Until Beal comes back, he's a clear ad. right? And they're playing four games this week. Really good stuff. Then you've got the Thunder guys, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, Alexei Pokashevsky, and the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Now I can guarantee you there's going to be some shit games from all of those guys this week. But when you've only got 11 teams playing four games and the Thunder are one of them, volume matters here. You expect they play all four games, and maybe they play 22 minutes a night on average. Maybe they play 24 minutes a night on average. That's 100 minutes. That's the equivalent of a three-game guy playing 33 minutes every night. And there's not many waiver wire players who aren't named PJ Tucker who can play 33 minutes a night every night who are just sitting on waivers. So that's the value of that. It's not, oh, Poku again. Maybe he only plays 22 minutes. Jalen Williams won't only play 27. That is, that is all true. But you can't find that in a three-game player. You just can't find that volume for the week. And that's, again, manipulating the schedule, understanding the schedule, working out how that all adds together. And there's Marcus Morris. Now, I don't know whether Morris will rest any of these games because it is a rough schedule, four games in six nights. But with Kawhi likely out, George may be missing. Um, John Wall may be missing. Reggie Jackson may be missing. But Who knows? It's a tough schedule. They're going to have to manage it. Maybe Morris gets through unscathed. I don't know, but maybe he does. Let's look at guys we can sit. I wouldn't sit Harden and Embiid, but every other sixer I would. Harris, Melton, anyone else you decide into roster. And then Sadiq Bay, Malik Beasley, Cole Anthony, John Wall, Lonnie Walker, Herb Jones, and Jaden Ivey. Really tough for me to look at those guys as starts for this week ahead. In points leagues, some guys we can add. These are all available in like over 40% of leagues. Kyle Anderson, what are we doing? He has to be rostered everywhere. Yes, there'll be some up and down games, but volume of schedule this week, four games is brilliant. He's replacing um, Carl Anthony Towns. He can contribute across the board. He's got to be rostered. Same with Avdia. Lou Dort, four game week, like it. There's Robinson Earl, Pokashevsky there as well. You've got Jalen Noel and Caleb Martin. Watch the Caleb Martin one just in case. He's had a few little injury worries, but nothing major. Uh, and then Lou Dort as well. And Marcus Morris is another option for the week. In terms of sitting guys in points leagues, well, Sixers again, apart from Embiid and Harden, I wouldn't bother starting a Trey Murphy or a Keegan Murray. Cole Anthony, Sadiq Bay, Herb Jones, Malik Beasley. And I think Bol Bol is border. In a category league, I would start Bol with three games. But in a points league, with only three games, with the potential return of Suggs at some point this week, or Gary Harris at some point this week, maybe Wendell Carter at some point this week, and maybe 
Almost definitely not. Maybe John Isaac returns. I don't think so. But there's a lot of uncertainty about rotations with three games on this week. Now, Suggs is the major one I'd be worried about returning. And you might just have a better option than Bowl, who's not anywhere near as good in a points league as he is in a category league. So the hype around Bowl is great, but his value in a points league is significantly less than it is in a category league. I would still start him in a category league. I'd be borderline about starting him in a points league for this week because of how the schedule plays out and the potential return of those injured players. That'll do it for me today. I'll be back with a stream show for Sunday later on. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Hit a thumb up, like it, subscribe it, comment on it, because we're done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.